Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Cast Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Outcast Shark Sharks from the South Park Cast. Sharks from the South Park Cast. Podcast Shark Pod Shark Park Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Podcast Shark of the Podcast Shark. Podcast Shark. South Park Podcast Shark. South Park and South Park Podcast Shark Fun Podcast Fun Podcast Podcast Shark Shark Fun The South Park Podcast Shark Fun again to Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I am Bill, and this week on the program, going to be talking about a very, again, another very interesting episode here in uh, Season 7. It is Lil Crime Stoppers. It's going to be the episode that I'll be reviewing here this week on the program, plus another South Park Top 10 where I'll be looking at a list that was made online. 
And the list this week that I'll be talking about is running gags. That is the list this week. And for those of you who are new for the very first time, when I do a list or when I discuss a list that is brought up, it is usually towards the end of the episode. So this week, uh, going into almost the halfway point of Season 7, there's one more episode, and then, after next week, uh, hit the halfway mark of Season 7. This week, going to be talking about Lil Crime Stoppers. That is the episode. This is an interesting episode. Um... So, I'm not going to hold up anymore. I'm not going to waste your time. Let's get into this week's episode, Lil Crime Stoppers. The episode originally aired on April 23rd, 2003, and was written and directed by Trey Parker. Our episode begins with our four boys playing junior detectives as they look to try and solve a crime when they end up going to an old lady's house. It ends up being an elderly couple's house. And they have to solve the mystery of who took the pie. So they go to the backyard and Kenny quickly discovers that the pie was eaten by their dog. So the boys then have to figure out, okay, what story can we give them to tell them what happened? <clears throat> so they get inside the house and they explain this whole situation, which is so out there, but it would make sense for, you know, any dramatic cop show. So they come up with this idea that the old lady made the pie put it out on the window ledge. Her husband wanted to have the pie, but could not have the pie. So he figured that the only way that he could get the pie is if he killed his wife. So he kills his wife, cuts off the head, cuts off the limbs, puts the torso into the lake to where it can never be found, burns the rest of the body parts with acid. So as he's about to start his idea, he notices that the pie is gone and that the pie was eaten by the dog. So, the elderly couple are very shocked to hear about their story, and they ask, Where did you hear this kind of stuff? What kind of idea did you get that from? And Stan's like, The news. So, they're kicked out, and then uh, they get their dollar for doing their detective work. So, they end up at their police station, which ends up being Cartman's basement, when a little girl comes down the basement, comes to their police station and she tells them that her doll is missing. So they get on the case and they start to look for her doll. While they are looking for this young girl's doll, the FBI comes in. Yep, the FBI. But no, not the regular FBI. Junior FBI. And the junior FBI take over the investigation which makes our young officers very upset. So they figure out that they have to start looking for suspects. And Carmen has an idea of who they think could be the suspect. 
others. So then we get into a very interesting good cop, bad cop scene where Cartman is the bad cop, obviously, and Kenny is the good cop. Because, you know, Kenny's got that sweetness about him. So then, you know, after having this discussion, Cartman asks Butters to give him uh, a semen sample. And Butters doesn't know how to do that. And Cartman goes to Stan and Kyle talking about it, and they don't quite know how to get a semen sample, but they figure out what it is. So, Carmen escorts Butters into his bathroom to where he is supposed to give them a semen sample. More on that later. They get a tip, though, that they have found the doll. And the doll happens to be found at the house of these two kids who could be real rednecky. Their names are Bill and Fossey. Not saying all Bills are very rednecks. Just putting that out there. So they're playing with the doll, and Cartman tries to give signals to to Kyle to to watch his back, but you know, Kyle doesn't understand it. So they knock on the door to try to get in, and they aren't allowed in. So just as they're about to go in, Cartman has this idea of, well, how are we gonna? They ask, you know, how are we gonna get in? And Cartman's like, we're gonna tell on them. And they're like, no, we can't tell on them. So, just as they're about to get inside, the junior FBI come. And they take over the investigation again. So, now the boys figure out, okay, there's only one thing we can do. We go in through the back door. So, they go in through the back and they play pretend shootout with Bill and Fosse. And they end up getting the doll safely back in one piece. So they give the doll to the little girl, and the mother is very happy in that she will call the police department. Well, she literally calls the police department, and because of their heroic actions, they are made junior detectives. They made kids junior detectives. So, Lieutenant Dawson, that's the, the head of the police name in this episode, he gives them their first assignment where they have to go into a meth lab and try to figure out who's running this. So, the boys end up getting an actual case. And they go to the house, and there's a bunch of guys who are you know, they have their meth lab. So Stan knocks on the door and he says, police. Well, these guys just start shooting their guns and it's going all over the place. And it ends up being to where the meth lab is destroyed. Uh, two guys escape via car, but they get hit in a three-car accident. They get burned up. And a fourth guy who was in an airplane trying to escape he crashes into the town, into the post office. So the lieutenant is not too happy with the quote-unquote careless actions of the young junior detectives. 
So he sends them to the showers and they meet up with some of the other detectives. And these detectives, three of them, they're real smart asses. They're real jerky about, you know, how they're doing and they call them super cops. And one of the detectives is like, now come on, back off of them, back off of them. So, you know, they almost get into this verbal confrontation when Lieutenant Dawson breaks it up. While in the shower, Stan, Kyle, and Cartman have this discussion. Kyle and Cartman don't want to be junior detectives anymore. And Stan's like, oh no, I, st I wanted to be a junior detective to help people. If you guys want to go ahead and play a laundromat, you go right ahead. But I'm not. I want to help people. So they all separate for the night. So the next morning at school, uh, Mr. Garrison is teaching a lesson on women's history when Lieutenant Dawson comes and he gets the four boys to come to his office. So he tells them that because of what they did, with the meth lab and the whole meth lab being blown up they found a paper trail the police found a paper trail and it leads them to a strip joint in Inglewood and they are to go and find out more and maybe quite possibly bust the people that are running this meth operation so they end up going to this strip club called the Peppermint Hippo. I know the name's not important, but I thought it was sort of interesting to find, to, to note. And they start, you know, they get into the club, and Kyle's like, boy, if my mom found out I was in here, she would be very mad. And Kenny sees this, and he's very excited. So they all sit down, and this one looks like older stripper comes around and she's like dance everyone want to laugh dance dance so then this security guard comes and he notices that these four boys are very young and that they really shouldn't be here and one of them says that they know the owner of the of the of the strip club so they go in and they see the strip club owner his name is Gino and you know, he says that they don't know these four kids. However, he could use these kids to help get the meth out of, you know, to get it past DIA and be able to give it to uh, his customers. Well, one of his uh, cronies notices that they are cops. And here comes this whole shooting situation. And, you know, the boys, they have their pretend guns. They go, bang, 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 bang. And Kenny's like, boom, 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 boom. And Karma's like, no, 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 no. We're not going boom, 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 boom. We're going bang, 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 bang. So then the rest of South Park police or Park County police, they come to try to break it up. And they send three of their much better detectives in. So as this is going on... Here comes the FBI, the real FBI, and they take over the case, which makes Lieutenant Dawson very upset. So we get into the strip club, and the dancers still there, lap dance, lap dance, and, you know, we have this violent battle, and, 
you know, some people get killed. Then, this is where the twist comes in. Because two of the detectives, two of the South Park detectives, they end up shooting the other detective in the arm. And the head boss, Gino, is like, very good. Now no one will know about this. We'll split the money. 50-50. And then... Gino gets shot by one of the detectives, one of the bad, or, yeah, one of the bad detectives. And then they're like, now we get 100% of the profits. And then, to make the twist even more interesting, he shoots his partner in the meth situation. So now, he, he's going to take the money. And he's like, you know, kids, I'm the only one left. Which means that I have all the money. And you know what? I know too much. So he ends up shooting himself. Which is just very weird and sort of stupid in a way. But anyway. So the detective that got shot in the arm. He's going to make it all right. And he tells the kids that they did a good job. So Lieutenant Dawson comes and... You know, he's headed up to here with their, you know, how they act when they're in the case. But he gives them props. He gives them very, you know, he tells them, you did a very good job. I'm going to promote you guys to full detectives. And you guys are going to get the pay that you've always wanted. So after all this, Stan's like, you know what? I got a better idea. And they start working at the laundromat again. So, they start working at the laundromat. They're no longer detectives. But before this episode could end, Butters comes down the steps and he tells him that he finally has the semen sample. And they're like, well, how'd you do it? And he's like, well, I've been working on this for two days straight and then I started thinking about Stan's mom's boobs and that's how it happened. So, yeah. That's how it ends. And that is the episode, Lil Crime Stoppers. Uh, this is a better episode than last week's, to say the least. Uh, much better. Uh, it's a little corny at times, and I understand that in this, you know, this story, they're making fun of uh, the cop TV shows. Um... I, I, this is sort of like a one-off episode where, you know, they just, they're just there. You know, it happens, and it, it it's just one of those episodes that just happens, you know? They, they have those episodes every once in a while. Um, if I had to give this a rating, I'm going to give this a six and a half. It's, like I said, it's better than last week's episode, but... It's not one of their best works. Not one of their best jobs, I think. But it's still a good episode. I, I, I would say watch it, but you're not going to get the best episode ever. You're, you're not. Okay, so where did the idea of this episode come from? Well, the episode was done just at the time that CSI was taking off and became this huge TV not only TV series, but TV franchise. Because, remember, we, we had CSI. 
and then we had CSI New York, and then we had CSI Miami. So, it, it, really, the whole CSI franchise, you know, got launched right at about this time, and it became so huge. I mean, it was very popular. It lasted a very, very long time. Uh, like I said, you know, well, the original CSI, like I said, it, it, it that was the original. Started in, um, I think it was Vegas. Um, I, I yeah, I think the first one is set in my or in Las Vegas, then Miami, then New York, and then they did one more, uh, uh, one that wasn't successful or didn't last too long, was CSI Cyber. Uh, that one did not go. Uh, very very long like the other ones but um, CSI did 337 episodes in 15 seasons so they were doing really good business big ratings actually they're I think their biggest rating and I'm looking at it like the average best season was their fifth season where they were averaging 16 and a half million viewers. That's a pretty good job, uh, I would say. Also, to add on to how this uh, episode came to be, it also has its origins in Man and Trey's youth when both actually started their own pretend detective agencies. To go a little bit further into that, Trey Parker said in the DVD commentary that when he had his detective agency, he had a desk and a Rolodex in his parents' basement. Hmm, very interesting. Uh, this episode, or in this season, IGN gave this uh, season an 8 out of 10, so, you know, I, I think the better episodes are on their way. You know, it just takes some time. So let's go to IMDb and let's see how they thought of this episode. Of over 1,500 users, the average rating for this episode is an 8.6 out of 10. To break it down, 458 people gave this episode a 10, 442 people gave this a 9. I said it's a 6.5, so we'll round it up to about a 7. So, 155 people gave this episode a 7, and 30 people gave this a 1. For age, or for uh, the demographic, over 1,100 males voted on this, and the average rating is an 8.6 for the males. 96 females voted, the average rate, or the average rating there is an 8.4 out of 10. So, very good numbers, I think, for this particular episode well we got a lot more reviews this week about this episode than last week so let's get right into it and let's start off with gangsta hippie gangsta hippie wrote little crime stoppers involves the boys playing detective after they find and rescue a kidnapped doll the local police force lets them be junior detectives and assigns them to go check out a meth lab the boys then see everything being blown up. They had nothing to do with it, though the police chief thought so. They also get hassled by other cops who skim off the top. The episode ends with a big shootout and a strip club. However, the boys think it's all pretend and use fake guns. 
The episode is good because it has some very funny moments and it is also a good spoof of police related movies and TV shows featuring reckless cops. Next review is from Rain Dog Jr. I haven't heard from Rain Dog Jr. in a while. He wrote, This was about the same time, or this was about the time CSI was getting bigger, or getting big, remarks Matt Stone on the DVD commentary for season 7 episode Lil Crime Stoppers. And Trey Parker remarks that this is another show idea that came from thinking about things you did as a kid. Here we have the boys, Cartman, Kyle, Kenny, and Stan, playing detectives. Kids being kids, kids being kids after watching the news. This is one of the most hilarious South Park episodes that first aired back in 2003. Just about a personal favorite and a highly rewatchable episode. First part of it has the boys solving a couple of cases, one of them very easy. An old lady's cherry pie disappeared. Soon the boys say or see the old lady's dog, Duke, enjoying the last pieces of the tasty pie, so certainly the case is solved, right? Of course, the detectives will say to the lady and her husband that their dog ate the pie, but then why the elderly couple will end horrified, wanting that the detectives leave their house. You better watch. The kids have been watching nothing but the news. And the other, not quite as easy, especially because certain kids that have better toys came to the scene. You know, case of the FBI. But still, our detectives were better than the feds. They ended up with the gynecologists turned criminals. Hilarious, these criminals, sort of beavis and butthead. They're gay. And saved the doll of the little girl. They're certainly true heroes, but are they ready to serve for their lieutenant, who has the mayor all over his ass and blah, blah, blah. Are they ready to face drug lords, to track down meth labs, to deal with corrupt detectives? Well, I just tell you that you should be ready for explosions for the shoot first, ask question later stuff. This is great, hilarious stuff. Butters loved the interrogation part with the good cop, bad cop thing. And well, here we have Butters trying hard until the white stuff comes out. And just remember that it doesn't go pew, pew, it goes bang, bang, bang. Our last review is a new one. This is from T Spike. Spike wrote, This episode was okay entertainment. Good for a few light chuckles. I think you'd have to really enjoy cop dramas for this episode to really get you laughing. The interactions between Carmen and Butters are, as usual, a highlight. There are some funny moments as the navet of the boys mixes with the real world and a few totally absurd points that got me giggling a bit. After about the 14th reference to Lethal Weapon or CSI or Law and Order, you kind of get the idea, though, and the <laughs> we're gay jokes got pretty old pretty quick. All right. So those were the reviews. I thought those were fair reviews. Uh, like I said, I, it, it's, a, it's a much better episode than last week's episode, but it's not one of the best episodes of this season, I don't think. Okay, so now gonna go from IMDB into the South Park Top 10, where this week the theme is Top 10 Running Gags. Now, this list uh, was made by IMD or by WatchMojo.com, and the video for this list came out on May 12th, 2018. Hmm, pardon me, 2018. 
So, we all have, you know, there are shows, they have their running gags. Uh, Simpsons have the couch gag. Cheers has Norm! And South Park, they got many gags. Many running gags that they have on their show. But we're gonna go, I'm gonna go through each one, and I'll give you my thoughts on how this list is. So, let's start it off. Number 10, Kick the Baby. Kick the baby, no kick the baby. Number nine, Randy's alcoholism. Number eight, Canada and Canadians. Interesting choice. Seven, Butters, you're grounded. I know that's not how it is, but that's just how it came out today. Uh, six, Cartman's mom's promiscuity. Number five, Chef singing. Number four, screw you guys, I'm going home. Number three, Kyle's monologues. Number two, they took their jerbs. And number one, and it shouldn't come as a surprise, Kenny's recurring deaths. Okay, they got the top two right. They got it right the running the joke of kit of kenny dying has to be number one it, it has to be number one there's no other choice there really isn't um i i think what makes the 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 kenny deaths such a good gag um through those first five seasons is they were all different deaths. Each and every one was a you know was a completely different death. You never knew what it was going to be. You never had the same death twice, really. And then after Kenny dies, you know, like they they take the character off the show. It's sort of refreshing because you have that whole sixth season where Kenny is not there at all until the very end of the very last episode of season six. And then he comes back and you start season seven and Kenny does not die in the first episode. Kenny does not die in the second episode or the third or the fourth. I think what makes the Kenny death gag so good is that you know after he came back to life they don't kill Kenny in every episode which is so refreshing it's so good because you know you get to a point and I think uh, Trey and Matt realized this that you don't want to do the same thing over and over and over again so, them doing, you know, a Kenny death once every so often, you know, is very good, depending on what the joke is. With, they took our jobs, that's such a funny saying that it's sort of become, uh, sort of like, you know, like the saying for my generation, you know, when people lose their jobs... You know, we joke around with it, you know, 
like, Nate Durker Germs! You know, it's just really funny. It's just really funny. Um, I think if I had to pick a number three, it might have to be Chef singing. Because the songs that Chef sang um, through those early years were some good, funny songs. They just really were. And like I said last week, Without Chef, in those early years, I don't know how this show would have gone. Uh, the rest of the list, it's pretty good. I mean, Randy's alcoholism has sort of become a storyline in its own. Uh, Canadians being made fun of, that's, you know, they do that every once in a while. They don't do it as much, but it's still um, a good time, you know, good thing to use. Carmen with Screw You Guys, I'm Going Home. That's one of the all-time great lines, I think, in television history. Because it's like, you get so frustrated, you get so upset. It's like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going home. You know, I don't want to deal with this crap anymore. So, that's a really good one. Uh, somebody said in the comments of this list, and I'm surprised this one wasn't on it. Um... Cartman and his cat, you know, when, when the cat wants the food, you know, it's like, well, not kidding, my papa, you know, and, and, you know, you have the argument back and forth. That one's a little surprising. I sort of forgot about that. Um, for the most part, I, I like this list. I think this is a good list. Uh, no complaints. I think they got the top two right. They definitely got the top two running gags correct. Uh, th that's it. You can't do any better than those two. Alright, well, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode, so let's get into the plugs. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. You can join our Facebook group. It is SharksPond, a South Park podcast. You Type that in the search bar on Facebook, pardon me, and just add yourself and you will be added on. And if you can't find it for some reason, don't worry. I always put the link in the description box so you guys can click and you're right there. And don't forget to visit the Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Bill's World of Podcasts and donate. Because without your support, your donations, your support, this show cannot go on and some of the other shows might not go on without your help. Next week on Shark's Pond, going to talk about Red Man's Greed. That is the name of the episode and going to bring back memories of the bird flu. Oh boy, this is going to be quite an episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I will talk to you all next week. I'm Bill, and you've been listening to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast.